1: You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com.
0: Hello and welcome to Absent Minded, the preview edition of the Atlantic Division. I'm here with Armando Velez of Locked On Panthers in the Locked On Network. Uh, we're here to talk the Panthers and uh, thank you for joining me, Armando.
1: Thank, thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you for having me. Very thankful to be connecting with you and thankful for, also for Scott Metla of Locked On Canadians for connecting us together for this show. Hey, come on. He's eyes on the price. You
0: know, he's almost royalty at us. So you you mentioned that first and then you mentioned Locked On after.
1: <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So <laughs> yeah, very thankful to be, have the connection.
0: Yeah, indeed it is. And it's always good to have, you know, insights to other teams and, and teams that we are going to compete with. Maybe not this year, but a few years down the road and deep, deep run last year. What was your feelings in
1: regards to that? And, and do you think they can continue down that road this year? Yeah. I mean, the, the Panthers were playing playoff hockey basically for the last uh, three and a half months of the season, as they were as much as nine points out of the last playoff spot. I mean, there is even conversation on when the Montreal Canadiens had the Florida Panthers' pick of as far uh, as part of the Ben Sherat trade. Uh, there's a lot of conversation saying, "What if that pick ends up being the, a lottery pick for Connor Bedard in, in exchange um, for uh, Ben Ben Chirot? And this that would be something that that would just make the whole offseason just <laughs> awful for the Florida Panthers if they missed and Montreal ended up getting uh, Connor Bedard with that pick. But thankfully on the Florida Panthers side of things, it ended up as a run to the Stanley Cup final on a seed, something that we've seen before in, in hockey. You see it more often than in any other sport because you just, uh, one bounce can go which one way and, and it can make all the difference in the world. Obviously we've seen what, what Montreal has done with the pick since get trading for Alex Newhook of the Colorado avalanche, a, a, a star studded Colorado avalanche team, don't know if there was a future there for him to make a big impact. And I saw that Alex Newhook even got an extension with the Habs as well. But as far as the playoff run, it was fun. It was great. It was some of the best time of my life that I have had as far as being a fan of the Panthers and covering them as well. It was it was unexpected. Uh, every, every series that we have crossovers and we do predictions as far as who wins the, the series, uh, I had the Florida Panthers losing both series. The first one between the Boston Bruins, I had them losing in in six against the Boston Bruins. And then I believe I had the Toronto Maple Leafs winning in five against the um, Florida Panthers as, as as well. So even I was caught off guard by the Florida Panthers' run. But at the same time, when you th- really think about it and break it down more, when you think of presence Trophy and, and, and all the year before, and the core that was uh that, that a lot of returning pieces from President's Trophy to the run to the Stanley Cup final, you know, you, you you've seen this this team be battle tested mostly for the last two two seasons. And yeah, there came a trade with Matthew Kachuk for Jonathan Huberto and all that, and you're you're exchanging 115 point player for for a, a guy who's five years younger as well. But you think about the contracts that that are well, which which a uh, contract is going to age better. You're thinking Matthew Kachuk and that's why it was worth trading a first uh Mackenzie Weger along with it. Because if you were to give him an eight year deal, there's a chance that the bat- latter half of that deal might not look as good. So it frees up all the salary cap space for the Florida Panthers a- as well as we are starting to see a little bit, of, a little bit of a rise uh come in the future based on the NHL board of governors meetings. And also it's, it's a, it's a, Panthers are set up great for uh for a good maybe like 3 to 4 year uh championship window as they're still trying to bring home their first Stanley Cup. There's so much to discuss in that long segment uh, Armando but but first and foremost
0: I have to say this. You actually bet for Toronto into the playoffs?
1: Well I, well I I'm not a betting man but I I I said that they would beat the Florida Panthers in the in the in the second round uh, against the Panthers. Um, I thought that I thought that the the power play for the Toronto Maple Leafs was going to be the difference because in the previous series against the Boston Bruins, the Panthers penalty kill was fifty nine percent and they were still able to get out of that series. But then in the second round, it, it it flipped on its I mean ugly head for Toronto, but not ugly head for uh for the Florida Panthers. But that's also when Bobrovsky went into God mode uh basically for for the Florida Panthers and it carried on even into the next series against the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, you think about only giving up two power play goals to the to the Toronto Maple Leafs in that series altogether and then you don't allow a goal against Austin Matthews or John Tavares. The, the when you're talking about the big four of the of the Toronto Maple Leafs, only William Nylander and Mitch Marner got on the score sheet uh there as well. And even in the game three, even in game three, the goals that were scored by Toronto were from their bottom for, for their bottom forwards as well. And that, that came as a surprise for me, but it just goes to show the matchups as well of what the top lines of the Florida Panthers were able to do versus the opposition. I mean, yeah, Barkoff as far as point production wasn't up there, but man, what, what he was able to do in the face off dot and, and, and uh, and back checking as well, and and all, and I mean, there's a reason he has a selkie to his name. But what what those lines were able to do, the top six especially, uh, in in shutting those guys down, and then Sergey Bobrovsky finishing it off. I mean, Aaron Ekblad was a, a plus minus of minus fourteen during the regular season, and man, he, did his game turn around in the in the postseason as well. And this is a guy who also played with a fractured leg. In, in the in the in the postseason as as well fractured it in game two of the game uh, in the first round against Boston didn't really know until in between the second round and the conference final and you as far as watching him on the ice you would have noticed because you didn't see him any really irresponsible pit, pitches from Aaron Ekblad as well that left Sergey Bobrovsky all alone and then even on break and even when they did allow their their fair share of breakaways. Uh, Bobrovsky was still able to get it done. So it was just a, an incredible team effort. And Brandon Montour, through the first two series, you, you just put on an offensive explosion for the Panthers. But they are going to be missing Brandon Montour and Aaron Ekblad to start the season. Aaron Ekblad is on, the only one on LTIR. So chances are Brandon Montour could be returning earlier to start uh th- this season.
0: If we build the team for this season, uh, obviously, you have a clear number one goalie, uh, you had it for a couple of years. He can be fickle. Let's let's go yes. with fickle. Uh, you got Bobrovsky, um, he can be God, as you mentioned, or he can be, you know, the sieve that I have in the kitchen out here um, when I drain the pasta.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, for, for sure. We don't know what Bobrovsky we, we are going to see. Um, I mean, it's funny because when when you think about uh, wins, even though goalie wins aren't necessarily a stat, there's so many factors that come into getting a win. Uh, Bobrovsky has only surpassed 25 wins once during his Florida Panthers tenure, and even in the regular season last year, Bobrovsky wasn't at his best having a 901 save percentage. And even... Had stretches where where he was out. The there was a time in January. It's funny because the matchups between the Florida Panthers and the Montreal Canadiens. Every single game had a storyline, and it's not just the amount of goals that the Florida Panthers scored against the Montreal Canadiens. It was just about what happened on the ice as far as personnel. In the first matchup, in in the first matchup, Barkov comes back from pneumonia, and he gets a hat trick in the in the first period. The and then and then the the second one Bobrovsky pulls his groin two minutes into the game. That's the first stint of Alex Lyon, as well. the 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 second the third go round the 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 Florida Panthers were just coming off a big win in 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 Toronto, and Bobrovsky was missing the latter half of the 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 last few games due to a non COVID illness as well. And then and then the fun and then the last one the the Panthers get seven goals in the first period as 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 well so it's more than just that and 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 for Sergey Bobrovsky himself just uh, every single time I say this on my show so many times every single time there has been a threat for his crease to be taken away go back to 2021 where Spencer Knight finished. Their first round series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sergey Bobrovsky was most of the issue. Goaltending was mostly the issue in 2021. And he comes back with his best season with the Florida Panthers, 267 GAA for the Florida Panthers as well, 913 save percentage in the regular season, 39 wins and all. And he was the least of the Panthers issue in 2022. Uh, The Panthers just went one for 31 in that whole entire playoff run. There was a lot of alarms in the first round series against the Washington Capitals, the Panthers were able to get it through at the time. I was thinking, could this just be an issue for the, the, as far as round one and it, could they get it through? And it turns out that it was, uh, it was, it was, it was the Florida Panthers were exposed as that high flying offense that you got to play defense. You got to win these low scoring games. And Bobrovsky, when you think about what he's done as far as low scoring games in the 2023 playoffs, You've seen that he the the capability of him uh get getting back into the crease and taking back his, his crease because Alex Lyon two two major stretches as as well um throughout the the season late January um late January and then in in late late Mar late March early April that uh, that he had the stretch and then when Bob was in he says he basically said this this crease is mine and I'm and I'm taking it there's a reason why I'm I'm paid ten million dollars a season. Armando, I mean, like, can we
0: expect the same kind of season this year for Bobrovsky? Or do you think he has kind of leveled it out and, and be able to um, keep going at that high rate that he can? Or will it be a 1A, 1B for, for Bobrovsky to make the play or for Florida to make the playoffs and Bobrovsky come in and dominate the playoffs again?
1: Can't say for certain, but. Uh, with 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 what the panthers have been able to build uh, uh through their lineup and 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 also there's questions with the decor as well there's going to be uh oper- there's going to be chances where Bobrovsky will be tested because we don't out because every single pair uh is going to be new this season all reckman larsen uh, uh and and forsling are going to be on the same uh pair to to start the season as well you're, you're bringing guys like Niko Mikola into the into the mix as well. Dmitry Kulikov is back for for the Florida Panthers. Josh Mahara is going to be in for another year, and and also Yuvis uh, Belinskis, who played in Czechia uh, last season, made the Florida Panthers coming into North America uh, for for the first time after uh, an incredible World Championship uh, last year. Uh, and it's 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 all going to be dependent on the D court as well. And for Bobrovsky. Just the ability to to take away angles, be up on his crease, quick to the butterfly, uh, be able to navigate through screens as as well. I, I I think that there is that opportunity that we could see Sergey Bobrovsky be, be continue that, but there will there will be stretches uh, where Bobrovsky will struggle, and the, that you'll have to have Anthony Stolarz start for a few games. I mean, Anthony Stolarz, I mean, in a backup role uh he ha- he has a career 912 save percentage in 81 games yeah yeah uh, Anaheim gave up a lot of shots four more on average per game more than in the next n- next worst team so better situation I think the department in general even when Bobrovsky's struggling Anthony Stolarz can pick up um pick up uh the mess if-, if there is one and Spencer Knight starting the year in the AHL he's gonna get first uh uh, he's going to get uh starting starting minutes for the Charlotte checkers come this season. So I think, I think just overall, it's just a great situation for the Florida Panthers to be in. And, and they have the goalie excellence department that they've implemented into their franchise with Roberto Luongo leading the way, Robbie Talis, who's been the goaltending coach since 2009 for the Florida Panthers, Leo, Leo Luongo, um, who's working in Charlotte as well, not only with Spencer Knight, but with Ludovic Weber uh, from Switzerland and, uh, Matt Guzda as as well. So up and down, uh, I think the goaltending is actually one of the biggest strengths. I know they, the Panthers, they have the most expensive goalie tandem when you think about Bobrovsky and Knight, but it there's also a lot of pressure with Sergey Bobrovsky knowing that after this season, his no move clause becomes a 16 team, no trade clause. And yes, it's going to be hard to trade that contract regardless, but, but it comes, it comes down to the, what, Bobrovsky is able to do as far as as far as what he's able as far as being a part of this team in the future because there's a lot of expiring deals for the Panthers this year and they could possibly try to move that contract to create more cat space to build more around if they feel that and that is if they feel Spencer Knight is ready.
0: When you look at the the defense you mentioned it you got Ekblad's injury you got Montour coming back from an injury but maybe and, and especially because I'm Swedish uh, one of the players that that looks really enticing to a very low contract is obviously Oliver Ekman Larson do you think he can bring his best game or is he i mean like he's always already declining in some ways but pairing him obviously with with one of the really good deals that you've done before where you stole Forsling from was it Ottawa as well um uh, but you, you pairing him with two with another swede can that elevate Ekman Larson back to that level where he has been.
1: Uh, There is that possibility. And uh, Gus Forsling was a waiver claim off of Carolina uh, for, for when the Florida Panthers uh, claimed them just two seasons ago, and they even uh, protected him in the expansion draft uh, when the Seattle Kraken came into the mix, buying out uh, Keith Yandel at, at the time. And yeah, I was very, fairly impressed by Oliver Ekman-Larsson on what he did in the preseason. A guy who's able to move the puck very quickly in the offensive zone, break out a great, a really good first pass when breaking out as well, and and just uh, able to stretch the puck uh when when there was a one play that led to a goal early on in the preseason where as soon as the Panthers uh broke out of the zone he stretches out to Etuluce Strain and uh, and then a quick uh mini breakaway for Etuluce Strain and for a goal and that's what that's what you're that's what you need whenever you're you have uh, a an neck blade and a Montour sideline for a little bit and I know that the defensive play for Ekman Larson has been fairly criticized uh, over the last few years, but I also go come into, I also consider situation for Ekman Larson, as far as Arizona, as far as, as far as the uncertainty of what's going to happen there, uh, a lot of turnover there roster wise, uh, relocation rumors and all that. And then going into Vancouver where he had three head coaches in a very short stint, two different GMs as well. Um, Vancouver was seen was last last year probably the laughing stock of the NA, of of the NHL based on every everything that happened there as far as relationship with players. Bo, Bo, Bo Horvat was traded, uh, and and then what what was going to happen with uh, Brock Besser? Is, is he going to be was he going to be a uh, part of the long term uh, plans for Vancouver? And what look what happened? Brock Besser gets four goals for the for the Canucks uh, on 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 Wednesday night, and and, and now all, they so... just have
0: to sign EP 40 you know.
1: Yeah. So so that that's a that's a that's a that's the, that's definitely going to be uh that's definitely going to be an a, a question mark for the Vancouver Canucks and hey um I I Pat, Patterson can score with the best of them in the in, in the NHL and he and I know he definitely wants to see what goes on uh, as far as winning if they're committed to winning but Ekman-Larson's in a better situation. This is the best situation he's been in in a long time. He hasn't made a full playoff in a in a in a full 82 game season since 2012, when the when the Phoenix Coyotes at the time made it to the Western Conference Final be, before losing to the Los Angeles Kings. And yeah, they made it in 2020 in the bubble season after being, I believe, they were an 11th seed uh, that year uh, before beating Nashville. But you know, he, he is in a better situation. I see him. Uh, I I haven't seen him. Uh, get lost in his zone and and a, a good stick to uh, get get the puck out as well and 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 avoid transition. So this this can definitely be possibly the best situation Oliver ekman Larson's found himself in, even though it's only a one-year contract, likely not going to be around past this year because of the cap crunch that the Panthers are in. But it's definitely setting him up for a situation for him to get a, a bigger deal next season as he's still getting paid by both the Arizona Coyotes and the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Um, yeah, and I just checked for something. I remember I, I, I watched a lot of him and um, it's obviously he came from uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And uh, that's why I, I always think it's Chicago or, or Ottawa and I went wrong the, this time. Um, obviously, the star of the show when it comes to Florida Panthers is a certain um, that everyone thinks is Russian, but he is really Finnish. Alexander Barkov, What a, yeah. what a
1: gem you have there. Oh, man. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, he's such a pleasure. It's so fun to watch him night in and night out of what he could do in the face off dot, what he can do as far as, as far as going up the gut as, as well. Uh, and, and just setting other guys up once he enters into the zone, um, on and doing a, a give and go and driving to the net and even circling back to the, to the right wing circle. And, and even when he's driving to the net, getting it back to the point. Uh, you, it's just, his ability to just move the puck i i mean heck uh, the the alexander barkov can play multiple positions um he could be he could be uh you could give him reps at defenseman and i think that barkov can definitely succeed there and sometimes he's he is the point man on on the power play for, um w- w- depending on situation as far as injuries and all of that and and one of the, probably the most unselfish player on on the panthers i mean he he is the captain he is the leader he is the example the, the the training that Alexander Barkov does year in and year out when it comes to wanting to be the best yeah numbers wise it's he's never had a 100 point season he's never had a 40 goal season yeah injuries have been an issue for for him illnesses have been an issue for him over the last uh, few seasons he even had an illness earlier in the in the in the preseason which he is expected to be in the lineup tonight when the Florida Panthers take on the Minnesota Wild but just a, an overall great example for the organization, and just uh, and the fact that the Panthers have him locked up for seven more years after this, it's it's great that that uh, number sixteen uh, with the C on his sweater is uh, continuing to be that example for this team.
0: And uh, I advise you all because we have a new podcast provider to uh, deliver your your uh, audio a little bit because we're going to go to a commercial break. And we're back. You surround Barkov with two other Finns, more or less. Anton Lundell, who fell a little bit in the draft, and Etu Um, both young and, and both very interesting players. Do you think you could get that finish line to click, or, or do you want to move around and put Barkov with other players on, on the, that top line? That uh, you, know, you have Sam Bennett, you have uh, obviously Matthew you know, Tachak as well. You know, would you put all your eggs in a basket, or do would you put uh, two lines out and and maybe go from there?
1: Yeah, uh, Barkov. It looks like the opening night he's going to be uh, on the same line as Carter Hagee and Evan Rodriguez. Which Evan Rodriguez, uh, man, what a signing for the Florida Panthers bringing in Evan Rodriguez after uh, trading away Anthony Duclair to create the cap space to bring him in. So I I think that 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 definitely is going to be a a big uh a a. a a, a, a big productive line for the Florida Panthers. I mean, Anton Lindell has played on Barkov's wing throughout the regular season. As far as goal differential, it was not the best combination as far as putting Anton Lindell and uh, Bar- Barkov together throughout the regular season. But as the playoffs uh, went around, and at strain, and let's also not forget, he missed the entirety of the Stanley Cup final after getting hurt in game four of the Carolina series in the Eastern Conference final. He broke his tibia. And so there had to be a lot of roster shakeup for the Florida Panthers. They were depleted. Their fourth line was playing on the third line as well. So Etsy a And man, that that guy was sorely missed as far as uh, one of the best defensive forwards on the Panthers um behind Barkoff as well. And and he's a guy who could play wing. He could play center. He looks like that he's going to be the second line center tonight for the Florida Panthers when they take on the Minnesota wild to, to start the season, but you see Ettelus to and put it, um, g- getting an opportunity to, to be on that second line. And it gives up Anton Lindell an opportunity to still play with Sam Reinhart, who Sam Reinhart and Anton Lind- uh, and Anton Lindell. They just find a, they just have meshed together. And it's, it goes back to two seasons ago where they've been able to, to get each other's games going and Sam Bennett, he's going to miss, tonight's game uh, against the Minnesota wild got an injury again uh, in the preseason against the Tampa Bay lightning last week. Don't know if he's going to play even in in the three game road trip to start. But for Anton Lindell, the question is: Will he become the, the second line center uh, come the end of the season? And for me, I said no. Um, it's still going to be a year of development for. Um, well, not necessarily development. The NHL is not a development league, but it's still going to be a year of growth for Anton Lindell. He's going to be an RFA come this this uh, year off season. So it's definitely going to be huge for uh, Lindell to to step up and and try to get uh, a bigger pay than what he al- already has and. What he has proven in the Stanley Cup final and even before that, as far as uh, building up his his body and and also not being not not losing board battles, he's gotten a lot better as far as his physical game and 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 all. And I think that we are primed to see probably the best season of Anton Lindell after what he's done in the in the in the postseason. Then obviously you have uh, Matthew Tkachuk. You know that's something to build
0: around as well. Massive contract, he's worth every penny of it. But
1: uh, what are your expectations on him for this season? Oh man, Matthew, Matthew Kachuk. Uh, what, what can you say about that That guy? It's just, uh, he's just so fun to watch. Even when the Florida Panthers weren't playing well, he was still producing offensively and on the power play. He led the NHL in passes from behind the net, uh, in the entire league, uh, especially when the deception that Matthew Kachuk can bring on the power play when, when you're thinking about his hands and and all the, the between the legs of what he can do as far as that you, you see a, a, a man cutting um, to the front of the net and, and how quick he is to get that pass off uh, that, that, def- that defenders don't, don't catch it quickly as, as well. And I think that, I think that Matthew Kachuk, even though, yeah, he's not the best skater. That's really ba- basically the only criticism of, of his game is, is basically the skating, but what he does as far as, as far as physicality as, as well, that makes up for so much of, of that flaw in, in his game as well. But it's just the hands, the, the not backing down as far as after the whistles as, as well. uh That that's just, that's just uh Matthew Kachuk being, being Matthew Kachuk and it, 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 it carries down, it carries down from his dad, Keith, his his brother Brady plays a similar type of game as well, but it's just uh, Matthew Kachuk, 109 points uh, come from last season, and it's just uh, he might not be a heart finalist this year. It's all going to be really dependent on how the Florida Panthers start. If if he if the Panthers uh, just are at a, at a good pace and he still produces the way he is. They might not look as they might not look at it as Kachuk carrying the team because basically for a lot of the season it seemed like Kachuk was carrying the team. All Star Game MVP uh, from from uh, from February on, and then that that really carried a lot of momentum for the Florida Panthers when they hosted it, and uh, and the Panthers were able to just get a lot of wins because they once again they were nine points out of the playoffs uh, at the beginning of January, and then after the All Star break the the Panthers started off that that first game with a 7-1 win over Tampa Bay. Um always great to beat your division rival, but also what what how Kachuk has carried himself, especially when Paul Maurice went on an epic rant on the Panthers bench during a review in Toronto. Everyone was looking away from Paul Maurice, but the only one to make eye contact with the coach was Matthew Kachuk. And that that speaks volumes and it, and it just goes to show that He's not afraid to take it on the chin whenever he is, even when he is playing well. That he is taking responsibility for the team coming forward, and and performing to it to its level that they know that they're capable of. It
0: it it is a fantastic uh, player to have. Um, you hate to play against him, though. Yes. Going a little bit deeper uh, and maybe behind the bench, Paul Maurice and and Brett Peterson. What kind of duo do they make up and And you know you mentioned expiring deals, you mentioning you know setting yourself up for a playoff performance for for the next you know four or five years.
1: Are these the guys to do it uh, as far as as far as winning the Stanley Cup, I mean, there, with the with the whole bunch of roster turnover and and injuries and all that stuff, it's really hard to tell whether they are going to come back and and actually win the in the cup. But they are they are not going to fool anybody. Uh, Went night in and night out. People know who they are. People know that 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 people know that when they travel to Sunrise, Florida, it's not a cakewalk anymore when they travel there. So they are gonna they're gonna get everyone's best every every, every night for. For the for the Panthers as well, so it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be tough battles night in and night out and all. But Paul Maurice, let, and let us also address how Paul Maurice got here. I mean, Joel Quenville, everything that happened in Chicago with the whole uh, Kyle Beach and Brad, um Bradley Aldrich uh, scandal out in Chicago forced uh, forced uh, Joel Quenville to resign. Andrew Burnett takes the interim position uh, as well. And when the Florida Panthers fell pl- flat in the playoffs, they, Bill Zito said, "We need to we need to bring a guy with experience as far as coaching and getting this group that's ready to win." Bill Zito was was very adamant on this 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 team is ready to 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 win now, and and also what Bill Zito has been able to do as far as roster turnover. There's only three draft picks remaining from the Dale Talon era with the Florida Panthers as far as current rostered players as well. So he's really turned this over to, to to his team as well. They gave up a whole bunch of draft capital to bring guys in like Sam Reinhardt, Matthew Kachuk. I know two guys are currently no longer with the Panthers as far as Ben Sherratt and Claude Drew, as far as other first round picks that they gave up. But, just the commitment to winning and commitment to wanting to put, put a win a winner on the, on the ice. I mean, they're also building a new practice facility in Fort Lauderdale. That's going to be opening maybe sometime next, next year. So it's, it's a team that it's a team and a franchise that has really been impacting the community as well. Season tickets have um, for lower bowl seats have been sold out. And that, and to hear that Florida. Wow. Well, it's all Montreal Canadians
0: fans anyway. uh,
1: Hockey, like wow, that's amazing. That 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 this team that went on the run, the the buzz for hockey is big right now in South Florida after their run. So there's a there's a big belief that the Florida Panthers can really uh, can really uh, uh, not necessarily win the cup, but they can still be competitive and still win a round or two uh, in in the Stanley Cup playoffs come this year. Will we see the uh, rat race on the on the ice again? The 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 the. The rat race, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, tossing
0: the rats on the ice.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> single, every single game that, that the Florida Panthers uh win, uh they'll they'll be they'll be throwing the rats on the on the ice uh as, as well. That's a tradition that goes all the way back to nineteen ninety-six when Scott Mellonby took a slap shot from a rat and John Van Breesberg after said, Oh, Scott Mellenby actually had three goals, two goals in the game, and then killed a rat in the locker room. So that that is the Florida Panthers tradition that is, uh, every single time the Florida Panthers win, they also bring the mascot Victor E. Rat on on um out out and, and yeah, it's just uh, it's 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 really cool that every single team has their own uh, little little tradition here. And for the Panthers, it's 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 the rats. And uh, even in 2023, like seven 27 years later, uh, that the the tradition uh, continues. Uh, although during the Stanley Cup Final and during the Eastern Conference playoffs. There's a lot of new fans that came around so they didn't really know the rules of the rats where you wait to throw it after the game instead of in between goals and there's a lot of threats about uh from the officials about if the fans continue to throw them uh that there'll be a penalty possibly on the home team so uh yeah uh but they people are people in the region who are new to the sport are gonna learn more about it they're gonna learn more about the history. this is why I podcast about them also to teach new fans. About the the history of of the team and what uh what uh, of the appropriate times to uh, throw the rats as well.
0: Looking, you know, behind everything, and I'm sorry, I I I didn't see Bill Cito here on on uh, the the uh, elite prospect site, so I I obviously went with uh, Peterson because he sounded Swedish. Uh, but are there any? Big exclamation marks below that can break into the team during the season that that you think has the potential to become that you know unknown player that takes a roster spot because of an injury or because of a uh, suspend, suspension or something, and and just stays there.
1: Well. There, there's one that's already uh, in in the, in the roster. And, and that one, that one is Mackie Semiskevich, who, who recently signed his ELC during the summer out of the university of Michigan. He went through so many different tournaments throughout um, throughout the last um, few months of his uh, college season. He went through the NCAA tournament. Then he was, then he signed up PTO with the Charlotte checkers, their AHL affiliate um, and went on the Calder cup playoff run after being eliminated and, in round two, then he was a black ace for the Florida Panthers in their playoff run. He went through their um, development camp. He went through their rookie showcase as well. So there's been a lot of hockey, and then, th- and then shortly after training camp, and after all that, after all the adversity, after a lo- playing a lot of hockey, taking basically no break, Mackie Semiskevich made made, made the team and all and unfortunately uh for the panther side of things uh, uh their 2018 first round pick or denisenko was exposed to waivers and was claimed by the vegas golden knights which the vegas golden knights put him on waivers and then nobody claimed them so he will be playing in henderson uh to start the season so really big loss for the panthers but but in 26 games he only had seven assists so if you consider that a big loss uh I, I I get I guess, but it's just a failed development from the previous regime, uh, for, for the Panthers mm-hmm. a, a, as well. But Mackie Semaskevich has definitely broken through. One person who did make the lineup who did not was not expected to make it was uh Justin Sortif. Uh, he 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 was a uh, he was a he was a third round pick in the twenty eighteen uh uh draft. Uh, excuse me, twenty twenty draft. Uh, excuse me for the Florida Panthers uh, really tenacious on the puck uh, was part of a Memorial cup run as, as well uh, with the Edmonton oil Kings as as well. Uh, So definitely uh, that was one that was a little bit of a surprise for me. I don't know if he's going to uh, play tonight in their opener against the Minnesota wild, but you are going to see him fill in from time to time and get, get some of those minutes uh, for, for the Florida Panthers as well. But this is for the Panthers. That they are their prospect pool is a little depleted right now, as far as all the assets that they traded and some and their top prospects, um, are already in in, in the show right now, as far as Mackie Somaskevich and Justin sort of. You still have a lot of hope with guys like Evan Niles Pop, Pop, probably Matt Gusta. Uh, Spencer Knight is starting the season there, like I mentioned him earlier as well. So there's gonna, there's gonna. There's not a lot to go from from the pool for for the Panthers as far as that, but there's still there's still a a big emphasis on pan, on the Florida Panthers possibly taking advantage of undrafted guys who they who who they signed uh, to possibly give them an opportunity. And you're gonna have to bank on those. I mean, one of them is Matt Kierstead, who's on the final year of of his deal. It's a one way deal. Last year was a two way deal. So what's gonna happen with Matt Kierstead as well? I mentioned Yuvis Belinskis earlier made the team out, out of out of uh out, out of signing his ELC from Czechia so that's an impressive uh that's an impressive uh uh signing for Bill Zito another another one of the ones that he's banked so there's going to there's going to be a lot of a reliability on on the Florida Panthers as far as the younger guys because they're up against the cap uh and they're going to be as long as they're in con- their contention window
0: I have three question marks for you, and and uh, you will have to boil it down to one, maybe. But but I have Bobowski, um because he's Bobowski. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Ekblad because he's on limited reserve, and obviously I have Ekman Larson because we really don't know what kind of kindred that guy is.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, and and am I gonna am I gonna tell you that it's not va- Am I gonna tell you it's, that it's not valid? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that your your uh, question marks aren't valid. I mean, if it, it, I mean, we've seen the up and downs for Sergey Bobrovsky during his time with the Florida Panthers, especially in the first season. I mean, yeah, accumulated to a new city, new coaching staff at the time as well. It, it, so it's definitely going to be uh, a question mark. Ekblad, this isn't this isn't the only season that he's uh, had a major injury. I mean. I mean, I mean, two seasons ago, he fractured his uh his leg in a game against the Dallas Stars, and then the very and then last year uh, he had a he had an injury against the Anaheim Ducks, which sidelined him for a while, uh for for uh the season, and then last year he had a stint on L- on L- LTIR after pulling his groin. It, it looked like a groin against the Boston Bruins in just game three of the season. So this is Eggblad's fourth major injury in the last three seasons for for the Panthers. So it, it, it's a it's been tough sledding for 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 the former number one overall pick. So it's uh it's a it it's a I don't know what Ekblad what which Ekblad to expect. I mean, yeah, probably by default he's gonna get number one minutes when he gets back, but we'll see if that lasts uh past uh past uh, a few games.
0: You've been listening to Armando Velez uh from Locked On. Panthers, is it? Or is it Mm -hmm. Florida?
1: (laughs) Locked on Panthers.
0: Locked on Panthers. You find him over at uh, Twitter or X, whatever we call it now, at mandoman12. Mandoman, not Mandalorian, because that's something else. (laughs) Uh, Armando, thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure we'll get back to you one way or another during the season. I really, really appreciate your help getting a feel for the Florida Panthers. Um, Good luck for the season. You're going to be better than us. Don't beat us up too much. We we, we like those 6-5 games and, and with it loss in, in the shootout. That's fine with us.
1: No, no doubt. Thank you so much, Patrick.